Isaiah's going to be coming back in just a, a couple minutes to share some more music. And while he's taking a little break, I just want to, first of all, I just want to uh, take some of the pressure off of the men here in the audience. Ladies, you probably can't identify with this, but us men, we feel a lot of pressure to get the right gift. How many men know what it is to watch your wife open a present and know that you struck out? Huh? You know, <laughs> you know by the expression on her face that you didn't exactly just hit a home run. And there have been a lot of guys down through the years who've only added pressure to us. Let me list you, give you a few gifts from the gift-giving Hall of Fame. The King of France, Louis, King Louis, gave his wife a coat with a mile-long tail so that in the morning she could walk in the garden without shoes. She just walked on the tail of her coat. Yeah, thanks a lot, Louis. Um, <laughs> Emperor Shah Jahan gave his wife the Taj Mahal. Not bad, not bad. Nebuchadnezzar gave his wife the hanging gardens of Babylon. Donald Trump gave to his wife, I don't know which wife, one of his wives, he gave to his wife a skyscraper. And guys, I wanted to take the pressure off you. So last year, I intentionally, I, I'm going to show you what I got for my wife. And this not only is going to take the pressure off the guys, but this shows the ladies how to respond. Because we actually, in this photo, caught Raquel's expression <laughs> as she was opening up her very own vacuum cleaner. Could you look, and look at her? That, ladies, that's how you respond. Regardless what you open, you're just excited about it, right? You're just lit up. Well, you probably know that uh, gift-giving at Christmas has a long history. began at the very first Christmas when those wise men brought the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I'm going to talk to you about a gift tonight uh, that God says is more valuable than any of those. And I know what you're thinking. You think, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve. I'm in church. I know the answer. The gift is Jesus. Well, we're going to get a little more practical than that. But yes, obviously Jesus is the gift. But what did Jesus bring us? That today in 2016, we're, we're still feeling it today. We're experiencing this gift today. <coughs> Excuse me. And before I talk about that gift, I want to tell you a quick story that might help you appreciate the gift, because this is a gift that you already have. I want to help you appreciate it. So a quick story. I'll never forget listening to a gentleman who believed there was no significance to Christmas because, well, he believed there was no God. So to him... He said, and let's just be clear, he was just honestly sharing his feelings. He wasn't angry. He wasn't defending his position. In fact, he said he wished that he were wrong. He said, I wish I was wrong because then there would be some purpose to my life beyond what, what I make up. But he said, let's just be honest. Since nobody designed me, nobody designed any of this, since nobody designed me, there really isn't a purpose. My purpose is what I invent, and I want to be happy, so my purpose is to be happy. There's no real purpose. It's just what we invent. And quite honestly, he said, there's no consequence. There's no eternal consequences to my actions. Whether I'm faithful to my wife or chase a hundred women, at the end, he said, it really doesn't matter because it ends the same for me. I end in the ground and it's just blackness, darkness. There's nothing. Well, as he was sharing this, I got to be honest, as I just listened to him, I felt a little bit, I felt a little bit of just I think I felt a little bit of what he was feeling. I felt a little bit of that blackness. I felt a little bit hopeless, just a little bit of sorrow, honestly. I think I might have been experiencing a little bit of just what, what he felt. And I would say this much. I think he at least did me this much of a favor. 
Because before I really listened to that point of view, I honestly didn't realize how much of my joy in life, how much of my sense of purpose, how much of this, this sense that I have that every day of my life has meaning and value, I'm in the right place at the right time, how much of that, I, I didn't know how much of that was because of my faith. I, I didn't put that together. And let me be clear, I wasn't, as I sat there and listened to him, I didn't feel better than him. I didn't feel smarter than him. I left kind of honestly just realizing that this guy didn't need my argument. He needed a new, a new pair of glasses that I just didn't feel like I had to give him. How could, I, how could I share my faith with him? Well, I left there, and that weekend we happened to be going and spending some time with uh, some family down in Connecticut. And every time I go and visit this family, we always go to church with them. Uh, and they're, they're Catholics, so we, and I, uh, I just love going to church with them. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a traditional church, and many of us, if you grew up in traditional church, your memory of church was it could be a little bit boring. Anybody have that experience? But that has never been my experience visiting this church, this particular Catholic church. I mean, every time I go, I just experience God there, and it's alive, and I just love attending church. In fact, after attending church there a few times, I leave, every time I leave wondering, for heaven's sakes, and, and I realize I shouldn't be telling you this. I shouldn't be telling you that because it's my job to convince you that life church is the only place you can experience God, right? That's my job, right? But after attending there a few times, I leave feeling like, gosh, I don't even know what our advantage could possibly be because they have the same Jesus, plus they put real wine in the communion cups. <laughs> I think St. Anne's might be open right now. What in the heck are we doing here, Right? Little trying to be funny. All right, all right. I think we. I think the truth that you already know is you. You end up choosing a church family not based on its denomination, but you end up choosing a church family where God speaks to you, where God talks to you, and you just you you experience God. And I think I know why I experienced God every time I was in this church, because the priest there he was just spiritually alive. He had a living, vital relationship with Jesus Christ, and every time he spoke, the the scriptures just came alive through him. And I'll never forget sitting there listening to that message and God was just talking to me. You ever, have, you ever hear something and you just know God is just talking to you? It almost irritates you that there's all these people eavesdropping on what is obviously just for you, right? And it was just one of those moments. And I'll never forget his message. And just the way he said, he's a little Italian guy and his message was, and he repeated his main point a few times. He said this, faith is a gift. Just what he said, faith is a gift. And he was just explaining this gift of faith, that Jesus Christ gives you this gift of faith. And when you have that gift, you see things differently. And just as he was sharing my eyes, I I was just seeing it. And I I was seeing it, and I was so excited to just realize that, ah, that's it. The reason that I see this world so differently is not because I figured something out. I didn't climb some ladder. I didn't figure something out. I just have this gift that has enabled me to, to see something that you, you can't see without the gift. Probably the oddest part about the whole message. I mean, it makes sense why it was blessing me since the, you know, I went in with certain questions. But probably the oddest part of the whole thing was how much joy I was experiencing while I was hearing these words. It's like, why was this making me so happy? But there's just something profound about it that when you're hearing something, if, when God is revealing himself, when God is revealing anything to you, You can't get any form of a revelation from God that doesn't bless your heart. It just does something. You can't be in contact with God in any way, shape, or form that doesn't do something for you. The truth is that most of us in this room, we can't even quite comprehend 
that, that worldview this gentleman was describing where he didn't honestly believe there was any purpose. We can't even comprehend that worldview because we've had that gift of faith for so long that we, have, we don't even realize how much of, of the framework of our life is built on that platform. We just, we just never examine it. We know our life has meaning. We know it has value. We, we know these things, and we just never put together that this is because of faith, that because I know there's a God, that there's always somebody in the shadows working things together for ultimate good. It's kind of like this floor that we're all sitting on. Nobody in this room is sitting here thinking about, man, I hope this floor holds us up. You're not thinking that. But if this floor were suddenly removed from us and we all fell into the basement... We would be suddenly very thankful, or I don't know if we'd be thankful for the drop, but we would be suddenly very aware that we were, everything we were enjoying was being upheld by something we didn't even consider. And it was this floor. And that's our faith. Here's the, the scripture that um, the Father was using. In Ephesians 2, the Bible tells us this, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, this not of yourselves. It is, will you repeat that last phrase with me? Say, the gift of God. One more time. Say the gift of God. Faith is the gift of God. You see, it's one thing to have a truth. See, it is truth that Jesus Christ came into this world in Christmas. And that's awesome. But you know what is just as awesome? Is not just having the truth, but having the eyes to see it. See, that's also awesome. The truth in and of itself doesn't really bless you so much. It's the truth that you see. It's the truth that you perceive. And that's what faith does. It brings life to the truth. And all of a sudden, it's real to you. And it grips your heart and changes your life. I want to illustrate this. And just as a form of illustration, I'm uh, at least mildly colorblind. Some of you, after you see a picture, you're going to think I'm majorly colorblind. But I think it's the next one. Let's go ahead and and show you this picture. Do these two pictures look uh, different to you at all? Yeah. Do they look shockingly? Do they look a lot different or just a little different? Well, to me, they look exactly the same. Okay, now here's why I'm putting these up here to you. And here's what's a little bit odd, but I've talked to many colorblind people and we all feel the exact same way. You can't honestly convince us that we're missing anything. It's the truth. And I'm telling you the the truth right now. I don't, let me be clear. I'm not debating you. I do technically believe that you're seeing things I'm not seeing. I I believe that. But what I really don't believe is, see, I, my sweater's red. It looks red to me. Now, obviously, you see it differently than I do. I just, it's just hard for me to believe that the way you see it is that much better. Really, how much can red, green, and blue do for you, you know? But the point is, is... Well, let me put it this way. The psychologists call it the power of normal. And they've proven a thousand times for thousands of years that human beings will accept some very shocking conditions, very painful conditions, things that could be changed easily. But it's just as simple. Once you've lived in a situation where you feel okay or even mildly okay, that you get get comfortable with something, even if it's terrible, it's shockingly difficult to get a human being to change once you consider something okay and normal Normal has a powerful effect. See, that's just normal to me, so it's hard to convince me there's something different, something better. What's the point? The point is God has something better. On Christmas Day, I mean, for thousands of years, human beings have known there was a God, and that, again, that provides a framework 
for some peace and joy. But on Christmas Day, God invaded our world in a human being in Jesus Christ. And friends, that changes things. He came in living color to change your, not just change your belief pattern, it changes your life. It changes what you see. It adds meaning and value and purpose to every moment of every day. I'm going to just play you a short video of a gentleman who is a little bit more colorblind than I am. And his type of colorblindness is actually able to be remedied by some glasses. And he gets a gift. He gets a pair of glasses that enable him to see color for the first time. And, uh, well, let's let it speak for itself. Let's watch this. Maybe blue. Is it really different? There's his flowers we got for him. Oh, they're all planted? No, we just put them there because it's winter. <laughs> Look at your kids' eyes, Petey. They're so pretty. What is my point? Well, my point is we're selling colorblind glasses tonight out in the foyer, (laughs) trying to raise some money for the church. And uh, this is our plan for the fundraiser. (laughs) No, that's not my point. My point is I'm pleading with every one of us. I'm not just talking to a couple of people in here. I'm pleading with every one of us to consider the possibility that if just having the gift of faith blesses your life, what would opening it do? And every one of us in this room this year, this Christmas, this year, we can open that gift of faith in new ways. Every one of us in this room can experience more of God. Quite honestly, if we're just honest, most of us really aren't digging in that, in that gift. We're just not. We're so happy with normal. We're so happy with the faith that we do have that we just don't open it up every day. Do you, does anybody besides me, do you, does anybody have any Christmas presents at home? Any Christmas presents under the tree yet? Wow, you guys are going to have... Terrible Christmas. Raise your hand if there's any, is there any Christmas presents in your house? All right, all right. Let me ask you, is it only me? Do they bless you a little bit just being under the tree? Don't they bless you just a little bit just being there? Just walking by seeing that pile. Isn't it just like, ha, this is awesome. But you guys, you are planning on opening them, right? You're like, no, I'm I'm good. No, we are going to open them, Right? Gang, that's, let, let me just, I'm going to wrap this up really quick, but let me ask you a really, couple of really quick questions. Give me your attention for just two more minutes. I'm going to wrap this up. Let me ask you a couple of really quick questions. Is it possible that you're living with a certain measure of frustration? A certain measure of frustration, a certain measure of this ongoing sense of, gosh, what's wrong? A certain measure of, gosh, there's got to be more. That, that what you've accepted as normal is actually not from God's perspective, that God actually has a lot more. And it really is as simple as opening that gift. That, that series that Tom mentioned in January, that's really what it's all about. It's just, just giving you practical steps to open that gift. Open your heart. 
When you find out some of these steps, it's just shocking how simple some changes can be that change your life. You know, one of the hugest differences when you start opening the gift of faith is all of a sudden Jesus Christ and and the, the cross. I mean, quite honestly, before you really open up your heart and open faith, Jesus dying for you, it, you know, it, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, he died for me, great. But it really doesn't compute that my mess, that, that my junk got dealt with in Jesus Christ, that, that by his wounds I'm healed. Now, I, I don't know if I can make sense of that to you, but the truth is when you start opening that gift of faith, you re- it just makes sense. It just makes sense that by his wounds I get healed. He dealt with my junk, and I, everybody say, I get healed. I get healed. I get fixed. I get lifted. I get encouraged. I get blessed. And it's all by a sacrifice that he made. That's why he came to this world. This is my favorite Christmas song. This one's called Silent Night. Please sing it loud. Silent night, holy night, all is gone, all is bright, round yon virgin of the angel. It's great. 